0: Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. And welcome to another exciting episode of Fan Junkies Radio. I am your host Jonathan Ragus. Alongside me, my co-host Mike McShane. Mike,
1: what's going on, buddy? Hey, how are we doing today, Jonathan? Boy, what a, you know we were just talking. What a beautiful day, sixty some degrees out. It, it's out. it's spring out there. I love it. I love it. It's spring. Hey, listen, too. I want to. I want to throw out real quick to you. Uh, congrats to you and Brett yesterday on a, a wonderful inaugural uh, show of uh, Wrestle Chat here on uh, Fan Junkies Network. Wonderful job. Uh, you, I mean, it was informative, provocative stuff for anybody that follows wrestling, of which I do not.
2: <laughs> and, and yet, you liked it. Go figure.
1: Uh, well, I listened in. You know, I felt I had to give you guys a little bit of support, and I did check it out. And I thought, uh, I thought, wow, what a what a nice job you guys did. Yeah, you know what? For not advertising, we
0: had a few hundred listeners, which is great. Um, you know, it's only going to get better. We're going to do it every Tuesday at two p.m. Eastern Time here on uh, Fan Junkies Radio uh we'll talk about the WWE, we'll talk about Impact, we'll talk about Ring of Honor, we'll talk about the in, you know the independent scene. We'll talk about anything pro wrestling. And we also take calls, so you know, once again thanks for Brett for helping, you know, for letting us bring Wrestle Chat Radio here to the Fan Junkies Radio Network. And thank you for Justin Henry who's a writer over at the com, for calling in and joining us for uh, most of the show. It was a good time.
1: Yeah, real good insight. I mean, truly. I mean, I I don't follow uh wrestling, but for those that are out there that do, uh, I, you gotta put it on your you gotta put it on your menu for sure.
0: Yeah, it's not just for fanboys. We talk about the business aspects of wrestling amongst other things. So it it was good. It, it was real good, and we uh, you know, nice debut episode yesterday. It
1: was was real good job.
0: Yeah. Thank you, bro. Hey, thank you. We appreciate that, Mike. You're you're very welcome. Your opinion means everything to us.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> well, when it comes to pro wrestling,
0: it does, man. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, you know what? We have an
0: exciting episode here. We're gonna talk a lot of things. We're gonna get into some NFL first, though. Um, Mike, let me ask you this. Have you ever had an injury?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, have. I have. Have you ever have had like a torn
0: ligament, a broken bone?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I I think probably the worst I ever had, uh, and I didn't even realize it, uh, I, I, I pulled a hamstring.
0: Uh, okay, now, uh, you know, just, you know, roundabout yeah. number, how long did it take for you
1: to recover from that? Well, see, I didn't know it. I didn't know that I had a hamstring pull uh and so what i did was i i needed a number of uh weeks about a week and a half or so i rested it it felt pretty good i went out and i redid it and i pulled it again and see that made it worse and then i was down and out for a number of weeks
0: well let me tell you something because there's this new exciting spray
1: <laughs> spray,
0: spray if you spray it all the hamstrings mike Two, three days tops. You would have been back. Uh,
1: no, I know, I know. You, you, I understand too. You can use it. To, you can use it to, as a as a breath freshener.
0: Uh, maybe I don't know. But if you like Swats, this is for you. <laughs> You're probably thinking, What the hell are we talking about here on Fan Junkies Radio today? We're talking about the report from yesterday. Ray Lewis, uh, a few years ago. Um, I, you know, I don't know what kind of injury he had, Mike. I can't even think about it off the top of my head right now. But he inquired about getting a SWAT, and what a SWAT is is sports with alternatives to steroids. Uh, it was this. It was a spray, and it had a a substance that was uh, a banned PED, Mike, uh, yeah. you know, uh, which is connected to a human ho- uh, growth hormone. And uh, yeah, so Ray Lewis got this spray. He used it for his injury to get back onto the field quicker. Right. Um, so here you go, right before Super Bowl Sunday, Mike. This comes out.
1: What well, do you think? Well, there was was rumor that he used it with the most recent uh, injury, with the tricep injury, right? Wasn't that that the case? It was that. Uh, He claims he didn't. Uh, There's been conflicting reports as to whether, in fact, the substance is actually banned or not by the NFL. Uh, One report I read indicated it is on the list. Another report I read said it wasn't. So I'm not even 100% certain. You know, there's a lot of jokes going on about it. Uh, what it comes from deer antler or something to this effect. Yeah. Is that the deal? And uh, it, 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 he was he he used the spray. What it was underneath of his. He's supposed to spray it underneath of his tongue or something. Yes.
0: Yes. He sprayed underneath your tongue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I you know, I guess you know you could use it as a breath freshener. I guess so. I wonder how
0: it smells. I mean, that's, oh. uh,
1: yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I
0: just can't even see myself using stuff like that. Even if I did want to get back on the field quicker.
1: Oh, I hear you. Um, you know, I, I guess the question. You know, that story comes out at the same time that the story is breaking out of Miami uh, about the PED use and the and the and the, the 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 clinic or a company that was down there that was supplying so many. Different uh, athletes, uh, and I don't even think we've even scratched the surface yet oh, yeah. on that. Yeah, right yeah. away you had Alex
0: Rodriguez, who we yep. know steroid user. It's been proven already. Uh, Melky Cabrera, who we know just uh, you know uh, was suspended this season for about 50 games for uh, failing a drug test. Bartolo right. Colon, right. Nelson Cruz, and then also Gio Gonzalez, Washington Nationals pitcher, was on that list. But I'm sure there will be a lot more.
1: Yeah, I think there were some other sports, too, that were represented. I mean, from what I read of it. Well, I'm sure there I, were, but they only cared
0: about baseball. Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't get in. I, I didn't get a chance to read the entire article, uh, but there were some other athletes in other sports that were mentioned. Yeah, but it wasn't really
0: uh, anything of the stature of the baseball players that were Correct. on this list from what I read. So. Correct.
1: And so here we go again. You know, um, uh, you know, I come away from it a little bit. Uh, what's the word I want? Um, conflicted, I guess. Uh I, I, you know, I'm on record, and Jonathan, you and I, we've talked about PEDs, and and, and I'm completely opposed to PEDs of any nature in any sport. Yeah. And yet the whole issue with Ray Lewis to me. I kind of dismiss it. I it, to me it's like I don't care. I care in baseball, but for some reason or another I don't care if Ray Lewis used anything in this. And I, I and I'm not I'm not even sure I can necessarily explain it in myself. And I'm wondering if other seriously. Seriously, I'm wondering if other people feel the same way because I get the sense out there that when it comes to the sport of football, we don't really give a damn if players are using PEDs. Yeah. Well, I get. well, you and know. I'd let me ask you this:
0: If Ray Lewis was an up-and-coming star in the NFL right now, and he was on your team, would it bother you as much as a guy who's on his last rope and is going to be done after this year?
1: Um, uh, I, 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 would it bother you if it was the guy
0: taking it with the future of the National Football League? Think, is what I'm asking.
1: Yeah. See, you know, and Jonathan, I think that's what I'm saying. I, I think I'm conflicted because, frankly, <laughs> I think it's a matter of I don't care. I don't care. I, 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 it's very weird. I don't know. I, you know, you, you we've heard about NFL players getting suspended in the past, and, and to me, I sit there and it's kind of like, okay, all right, so they got suspended. All
2: right, fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: But when it's a baseball player, I'm up in arms about it. Well, uh,
0: it, there you go. Because this came out yesterday. There's really not that much hubbub over it now. If it came out and let's say it was, uh, you know, Mike Trout that did it. Right. It, it would be everywhere. People would be up in arms now. Is it because it was America's favorite pastime that it's coming out of, or is it because it's coming out of a, a a league where there's worse things going on?
2: Right. You know, players getting away
0: with murder. You know, players doing this, players doing that. You know what I mean? Getting beat up, getting stabbed in nightclubs all the time. You know, is is that the, the you know the least of their worries in the NFL? Is that Basically, where we're going with this,
1: Mike? Yeah, I know, and this is where I'm saying I'm I'm conflicted about it. And I'm going to tell you, you you were, you were kind of chuckling there a little bit when I said it on the front end, but I don't think that I'm unique. I think that there are no, a lot of people. I feel the same way. Who... Exactly, and and here's how I'm going to throw it right now. Let me let me do this. Three four seven two three seven five three seven three. I want somebody, or as many people as, as possible, talk to me. Do you feel the same way I do? That for some reason or another we just don't seem to place the same type of emphasis on PED usage in the NFL as we do say in major league baseball
0: yeah cuz it really seems like we don't so
1: <clears throat>
0: and it's the truth i mean seriously colin let us know what you think about it uh you know do you think everybody should be up in arms over ray lewis's use of a uh you know spray that had a banned substance in it or uh you know should we just let it go because it's football uh right
1: exactly now, let me stay on, on on Lewis for a moment. Yeah. Just stay on, because I want to throw a question at you, Jonathan, and, and I want you to be honest with me. Yeah. I heard a number of, of people complaining yesterday. These are sports analyst types. Complaining yesterday that they felt that uh, here it is, the biggest platform, the biggest game of, I guess, one's career, the biggest game in, in the world, the Super Bowl. Mm. And that Ray Lewis needed to come out and address the uh, the criminal case that he was involved in 13 years ago. And I, for one, felt that he did not need to. And I felt he didn't need to because, in fact, uh, he's addressed it. It's been addressed. Why are we going down that road again? And so I throw the question at you, Jonathan. Do you feel that that Lewis, in, on this platform in this year, considering that this issue goes back 13 years ago, do you feel that in some way or another he owes the fans, or he needs to, in some way or another, address the situation?
0: Well, you know, instead, you know, what? instead of saying something like "no comment" or "it was a long time ago, I'm not getting into it," I think a, you know a nice little subtle explanation of it would have been like, "Yeah, you know what? I looked into it. I didn't know it was a banned substance years ago.
1: That's what um, I know about it. If
0: I knew it back then, I absolutely would not have done it." You know what I mean?
1: I'm talking about, I'm talking about the murder case.
0: Oh, oh, with the murder case. I thought That's you were what I'm about talking about. Because, uh, I'm talking about that. Um,
2: uh,
1: listen, no matter
0: where you go, Ray Lewis's name is always going to be tied to murder or murderer. I, listen, you know what? If they're going to keep asking him, it's, it's it's his duty to say no comment. I'm not talking about it anymore. I talked about it enough, whatever. Right. I, whatever. I, you know, I'm not a Ray Lewis fan. I am one of the people. He got away with murder. Um... So you know that's uh, that's up to him. I mean, if people want to keep asking him questions about it, that's that's their job and their duty as uh, you know media people and writers and analysts to ask. Um, but if they don't get an answer from him, that's you know that's Ray Lewis's job either to answer or not answer him. So okay, I can't. But
1: you don't necessarily feel he 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 is compelled or yeah. he has to. They turn around and say, "Oh, oh,
0: well, guess what? Statue of limitations is up. I did it. It's not going to happen." Right. You know?
1: So you know, it's
0: to me, it's just beating a dead horse. Yeah. You know. That's. Yeah.
1: Okay. You
0: know. Right. But before we get into anything else, we have a uh, caller coming in from six one zero area code. Six one zero. What's on your mind? Uh hi. It's Mike. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about this Ray Lewis issue. right uh, He was uh, he was taking it to what? He himself faster,
1: right? To get a little faster for the game. Yeah, you're you're breaking up there, Mike. Yeah, up, uh, if you have the uh, speakers up, can you turn them down a little bit? Uh,
0: uh is that better? No, nah, actually not.
1: Not not better at all. you break it up on our end. Try to call oh, back no, Hold
0: in. on. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know what. We're getting a lot of uh, static over our lines. Yeah, like,
1: and you know, it'll probably be one of those situations, again, where, you know, everybody else out there can hear Everybody. Us. Yeah, it probably sounds great on your end, people, but if it doesn't
0: sound great on our end, then we yeah, can't.
1: we can't understand them, right?
0: We can't listen to a question. We can't answer the question, unfortunately. So. That's
1: just, that's unfortunate,
0: too. Yeah, it happens once in a while. I don't know if it's Skype. I don't know if it's over here on our end with Blog Talk Radio, but it happens. Yep. Yeah. And Mike, Mike. You know, to me, it's 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 just beating a dead horse now. Like I said, uh, you know, Ray Lewis is not going to come out. Uh, you know, you know, one guy is not going to ask him over at media day and say, "Hey, well, did you do it?" Well, of course I did it. You know, statue limitations is up. Don't worry about it. You know, that's not happening. He's always right. going to deny it. He's going to deny it till the day he dies, whether he did or you know whether he did it or didn't do it. He's still going to deny it.
1: Like you know, I, like, I just to me to me it's 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 an old story. Leave it alone and move on.
0: Absolutely. Let's see if we can get Mike back in here. If we can hear him a little better. Hey, Mike, you know?
1: is this better? Much a little, better. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Ray Lewis issue. He was yeah. using it to to perform to get better for the games, so he could play, right? Correct. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, I was watching today. I was watching Good Day Philly, and they were saying that and. In predicament of 30 to 40 years, there might not be any more football on the reason of players getting hurt too much, too many concussions, and these guys are not reporting their injuries on the fact that they are too afraid to be fired. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's, it's it's true. I mean, we spoke about it on Monday, Mike, with yes. Bernard Pollard's comment saying that in 30 years the NFL is not going to exist because of all the injuries. Correct. Um, I, you know what? We we mostly agreed with his comments because guess what? It's it's only going to get harder. The NFL—they're looking for tougher guys every year within the draft, and you know they're shaping these guys to be beasts. And eventually, like Bernard Pollard said, and we talked about it on Monday, Mike, the fear is is that the next step. Is somebody is going to eventually get killed on the field?
1: Yeah, right. And and uh, you know, the, I think the concern is, and I'll, I'll, I'll echo it again as I did on Monday. The concern is not so much the current crop of athletes. The concern is, are 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 parents going to let their youngsters play the game as okay. we know it? Now, you know, I heard a comment being made yesterday because this continues to be a story. I heard comments being made yesterday by a number of quote unquote analysts again who said that what we have to do is we have to start having our Pee Wee uh, teams, we have to start having our Pop Warner teams, our high school teams, our collegiate teams teaching kids the proper way to tackle. And that, that if they can do that, uh, and if they're successful in that, then p- potentially you might see the game uh, exist. But if, if we're going to continue to go with this the way we're doing it right now, my concern is that you're not going to have the pool of prospective players to be playing this game into the future?
0: No, because it's definitely going to take a lot of steps backwards, Mike. You know, um, you get back to the basics of it within Pop Warner and Pee Wee. You come back up. Along the lines, you're going to run into some coaches who are going to want you to hit better. They're going to want you to hit harder. The games just only going to evolve again into that aspect. Mm-hmm. It might take a bunch of years, but it's eventually going to do it again. So, to me, it's just really starting over and then, you know, you know 30, 40, 50 years down the line – it going back to where it is today. So I
1: think I think here's the one thing that I think that we would probably both agree on. True. Sure. <coughs> and that is that thirty you know, twenty, thirty, forty years from now, if in fact there is a game of quote unquote football in America, it's going to look very different than what it does right now. Oh absolutely. Absolutely.
0: It's definitely going to look a lot different. Thanks for calling in Mike. We appreciate it. Um and, you know let's stay with football though. Um we have something else to talk about here. During media day, Randy Moss, 49ers wide receiver, comes out. Said it right away. I am the greatest wide receiver ever, Mike. Uh-huh. Ever. Yep. I love Jerry Rice's comments. Jerry Rice had to respond. You know Jerry Rice wasn't going to sit down and take it. <laughs> Jerry Rice goes, I'm very surprised Randy Moss used that in those words that he's the greatest you never hear me say I'm the greatest football player to ever play the game. I let my body of work speak for itself, and I think I was able to be very productive on a football field. Uh Then we also hear that Moss said that you can't define my Hall of Fame status by stats. What are we supposed to define Randy Moss's Hall of Fame with? (laughs) His character off the field? Yeah, there you go. That's really going to get him into the Hall of Fame.
1: There you go.
0: Let me ask you this, Mike. Who's the greatest wide receiver in your mind?
1: Oh, uh, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. Uh, it, you know, come on. It, it is absolutely a no-brainer. Jerry, Jerry Rice is, with, is by far yeah. the, the, the greatest receiver I've ever – I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, Randy Moss must have been having uh, dinner uh, the night before he said that with uh, Chris Bosh. That's all I can think.
0: I must be, man. I mean, like, what the hell, man? We were just talking about Bosh coming out saying that he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> exactly. And here we go with, uh, you know, uh, Randy Moss calling himself the greatest of all time. The great thing is, I was reading the article, which says, no matter what you can say about Randy Moss, he has matured. Well, we saw a
1: media day yesterday. Uh-oh. That's not yeah. a mature player. Well, listen, if that's mature, man, I'll tell you. You know, I don't know where these guys, and I said it on Monday, and I'm going to say it again. How do you go out and self-proclaim? I, I
0: mean,
1: I don't get it. How do you self-proclaim? Don't you allow other people to make these 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 characterizations for yourself? Don't you allow others to do that? Let somebody else make that statement. When you say it, you look like an idiot. You look like an egotistical moron. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. There's nothing you can say right there about Randy Morris than nothing but, once again, ego maniac.
1: Yeah, and, 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 you know, I don't get it. I don't understand why these athletes, these women feel that they have to go out there and, and toot their own horn. Do your stinking job, and then others will let you know what you are. Yeah. Now, let me
0: throw this out there to you, Mike. You know me. I'm a big Calvin Johnson fan to me best wide receiver in the game for the last couple of years and possibly going to be going forward now. Um, He's already almost at 8,000 yards in six seasons, almost 60 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Do you see Calvin Johnson being better than Randy Moss? If he stays on
1: the plane that he's on right now and keeps going. Yeah, Randy Moss has got over 15,000 receiving yards. Uh, How many seasons? uh, Yeah, how many? I'm not sure, dude. I'm not sure. How many seasons? Fourteen seasons. Fourteen. Okay, so he's got <laughs> Calvin okay. Johnson has eight thousand. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he could. Yeah, he he. You would have to say, yeah, he's on, he's on track currently to to outpace Randy Moss. Yeah, I guess depending
0: on what kind of quarterback he has, right?
1: Uh, and whether he can stay healthy.
0: Yeah. Wow. Amazing, man. I was just looking at his stats, Megatron. I was like, Jesus. I mean, you know, talk about the greatest of all time. I think Calvin Johnson might take over there and be second.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: But yeah, it, it, you know, going back to the whole thing, I, I, I mean, Mike, what the hell is going on with these athletes, man? Self-proclaiming themselves as being hall of famers, being the greatest of all time, talking about how they're better than you know the people they looked up to and uh, they tried to mimic their games after. I just
1: don't get it. Yeah, it's sick. It really is sick. You know, and we thought we would, you know, that was going to be
0: it with Chris Bosch on Monday.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, dude, come on. That, that, you know, it's, it's like we've said before. This, this is all just beginning. You're, this kind of thing is just going to continue.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, especially if Randy Moss gets a game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl here, you know we're never going to hear the end of it from Randy Moss. <laughs> oh, so God, no. Awful. God, no. Oh, boy, I tell you, man. All okay. right, Mike, well, guess what? It's time for our ugly uniforms.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this it's is what st- we've been talking st- about. We've been promoting this. Oh, yeah. This is a segment I'm very, very happy about, Mike. I don't know about you. Okay. I've been
0: looking forward to this. Um, so, here's what we're going to do. Everybody listening in, if you want to get involved, this is going to be the interactive part of our episode today. Yeah,
1: please. you got to jump in on this. Absolutely. Please call
0: in 347 237 5373. Let us know what you think some of the ugliest uniforms in sports were, or if you agree or disagree with what Mike and I choose. So, Mike, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to throw out a uniform that I think is one of the ugliest in sports. And I want your opinion on it.
1: Okay. And then after that, I want you
0: to throw out something that's on your list. Okay. I'm going to give you my opinion on it. So I'm just going to go up and down my list here because I have a lot of uniforms here.
1: Yeah, I think you probably have more than I do.
0: Probably.
2: Yeah.
1: Probably.
0: Um, one of the ugliest uniforms. I'm going to go a little bit newer than most people. I want to see if you remember this uniform. The Phoenix Coyotes uniform from 1998, Mike. 1998. I don't know if I remember it. But it was kind of like a, uh, you know, uh, you know, a coyote looking like he was etched in stone almost. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The trees and everything underneath it, the ugly dark green and red colors that they chose for it. Is this one of the ugliest uniforms in sports history? Uh,
1: okay, you know what made that uniform so horrible, Jonathan? Dude. Is It's the logo. Exactly. That's what made it so bad. It wasn't. It wasn't so much, yeah. The color scheme wasn't terrific either. The scheme wasn't good because you had that
0: that orange with that purple, that
1: moon. Yeah, yeah. On but,
0: the left hand side, it, it just it, it was ugly.
1: But you could have worked. You could have done something with the color scheme, but that logo was absolutely horrible. That looks like it was, you know, it looked like it was drawn by a by by like a second grader.
0: Yeah. Well, they tried to go like some kind of tribal.
1: Yes. Right. And Techyan type thing. I mean Correct. half
0: hockey mask on the coyote. I still never understood that. Correct. But Correct. guess what? Before we get into yours now, we got a call coming. 5- right. 6- 3- 3- Five one six. What's on your mind? How are you doing? I got uh first time I'm listening to the show. Good good show so far. I got three of like the all time ugly uniforms. Sure. Uh for baseball. How about the Chicago White Sox with the shorts back in like yeah. the late seventies? It's on both of our lists over here. That was, it, it was awful uniform. That was god week. awful. Uh, in the NBA, how about the Vancouver Grizzlies when they had Big Country Reeves as their uh, star yep. with that green and that? That was just a mess. Oh yeah, the Country Days in Vancouver. That, you know what we were talking about that pre-show.
1: You brought that one up, yeah, Jonathan. You see,
0: and uh, it was like as soon as Canada got two NBA teams, it, you know, they went to the length of having awful uniforms. Yep. To, to stand out from the rest, and as an Islander fan. Those fish sticks, Gordon Fisherman's <laughs> fish sticks of like the mid '90s were just embarrassing. That's
1: Fisherman. Uh, we're we're going
0: to talk about that. We're we're, we're actually going to talk about that. That's on our list. We're definitely that's one of the uniforms we're going to be talking to. Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it.
1: The Gordon
0: Fisherman one, absolutely. The Gordon Fisherman. All right. So before we get into the Gordon Fisherman, Mike, one of the jerseys on your list. Hit me up with. This.
1: Okay, I got it. It's it's my number one, uh, and it just goes back to last year, actually. And that's the Maryland Terrapins uh, football jerseys from uh, last year. Uh, In fact, I did a whole thing on it on Five Minutes at the Pratt House about a year ago. Uh, And those things are absolutely, without a doubt, and, you know, we've talked about the Oregon Ducks uniforms, who just seem to get increasingly bad from one season (laughs) to the next, but nothing, in my opinion, comes anywhere near... The Maryland Terrapins from last year. Yeah,
0: not, nothing uh, takes the cake on those uniforms.
1: What uh, are those what, the ones what, with the uh, yellow
0: and black on the one side and the? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: What they did was they took the flag. Yeah. Now, if you know the crest of Maryland, it kind of goes on a slant, right? It looks like a shield, and it Is on the shield. Right, and yeah. so what they did was they split it in half, and so half the helmet, half the uniform, mm-hmm. was the, uh, the 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 kind of Harlequin look. The black and go- and and, and uh, gold diamonds, yeah, and then the other is that red that they pick up from the other side of the of the of the shield. <sighs> it is absolute they are absolutely grotesque. I that that's my number one. It's, it's
0: awful now. I agree. Those are one of the most awful, ugliest uniforms I've ever seen. Couldn't they have done a better job? Couldn't they have taken the yellow and black and did that as an away jersey, and then the red and white and done that as a a home jersey or something?
1: There's an idea. I I mean, did did they really have to do half-half with these things? It's awful. It is. It is to me that you know. And like you said, you know, the Oregon Ducks are horrible. And (laughs) and every year they come up. You know, they they must be in. There must be like some sort of. uh, uh, internal MCAA contact that is on that we don't know about, that, uh, you know, uh, that we don't know about, that where they go, uh, who's going to come up in the ugliest uniform this week? And Oregon goes, oh, we're on board, we're on board, we'll do that. um Because every year, what they come out with just looks absolutely terrible. But Maryland, Maryland last year was atrocious.
0: Awful, awful. All right, man, here's one of mine. Uh, 1999, Mike, we're going to go with. Pittsburgh Pirates has had a lot of ugly jerseys. But yeah. I'm going to go – and as, you know what? We could say for most of the teams in 1999 with that whole turn-forward-the-clock jerseys that was, teams had, yep. the Pittsburgh Pirates – Yep. but I'm going to throw out a couple of teams because to me that whole thing is grouped. The Cleveland Indians, the Mariners, the Rockies, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are probably the worst one, but out of all of those,
1: I can go okay with
0: the Diamondbacks because the colors mesh, but the whole Pirates jersey – one of the ugliest uniforms in sports, Mike.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, on our event page on Facebook, I actually posted that picture. I posted three pictures, uh, and I asked, for, I asked for callers and people to uh, make comments on, and leave their pictures in advance of today's show. And I put up three, and one of them, of course, is the one that I just mentioned, which was Terrapins. And the second one is exactly the jersey that you're referring to, which is the turn-back-the-clock one uh, for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a Halloween costume. They, they, they were awful. Absolutely. But, awful. Almost, but you know what? Every team's
0: jersey that year was awful.
1: Absolutely. The Indians was horrible. Take a look at the Astros, the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Uh, Angels. Col- the,
0: the, you know what? The Anaheim Angels jersey that year was just gross.
1: The, the Colorado Rockies yeah. with the big old mountain and the baseball that was larger than life. Yeah. I, I mean, these I, – I, yeah, Listen. I don't know who put these, these jerseys together, but that company is out of business. That was a hit and run. They went in, they made a boatload of money for one season, and they got out.
0: I was going to say, who the hell did those jerseys, number one? Number two, are, are they still doing any type of design work? I would hope not.
1: You've got to hope not. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are absolutely grotesque. I can't believe that Major League Baseball would buy into those things.
0: Awful. Awful.
1: Absolutely horrible.
0: All right, Mike, throw me one, man.
1: Okay, dude, I, we got to go well, – let's let's switch it up and go over to hockey. How about the year – and the Flyers were, were, were in on it. How about the year that a number of teams uh, went to the long pants?
0: Which year was that? I can't remember. What yeah,
1: year. I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was the late 80s because Bobby Clark, Bill Barber, uh, some of the older Flyers were wearing the long pants. Yeah. Um, Hartford jumped in on it. I'm trying to think who else. There were a couple of other teams that also. Not all of them had to do it. It was not mandated by the NHL.
0: So it was their choice to do the long pants. I remember that. I, you know, I remember because it, it had the, the uh, that orange stripe.
1: Yes. Going
0: down the sides.
1: Yep. That was awful. They, they they looked absolutely ridiculous. But if you if you're on if you're on right now and just Google Google the Hartford Whalers ones uh, the, the long pants. Yeah. Those were absolutely hard. I mean, the, the Flyers look green, bad.
0: green on green for the exactly. Whalers.
1: Yeah. the Flyers look bad enough, but the Hartford Whalers look like they look like uh, pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this: so, if the Flyers that year switched up
0: pants with the Chicago White Sox of the '76 season. It actually would have fit in a little better.
1: Yeah, they would have. You're right. There you go. And we're talking about the short ones. So you're talking about the shorts that they wore
0: for major yeah. Games baseball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So you wonder if they actually got the uh, orders wrong that year.
1: Right. right.
0: Chicago, they ended up getting the Philadelphia Flyers uh, shorts, man. Yep. Philadelphia, man. All right, man. One of the other things. uh going to stay with hockey. Here. i got a couple for hockey, but the one I'm going to throw out right here is the Washington Capitals jerseys from about the mid to the late 90s when they did that whole redesign with the whole capital and that bird and uh, that was awful mike
1: you know i didn't mind i didn't mind the logo that was awful i like well it was oh, the bed
0: the uniform is what we're talking about yeah
1: yeah the uni- okay all right i can see what you're talking about the uniform but the logo itself with the and i think it's an eagle over the Capitol building isn't it
0: well no not that one the one
1: from the Capitals, it had like the sort of v
0: coming down at the edge and it was a um it was a a bird, like, you know, it, a, it was a bald eagle. Its wings had stars in it, and all you saw was the one talon coming down, like, opening up, like, coming down like it was going to...
1: Oh, okay, so. yeah, that one, that one, okay, you're right. It went yeah. with the Capitol
0: building and the cross hockey sticks, I believe, were on the shoulders of that jersey.
1: Right, okay, gotcha. So so yeah, you're right. Sure. That, one, that one was worse than, uh, that That one's worse than the, 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 the one that I'm, I'm talking about, you're right. That was around, like, the
0: 96, 97, 97, 98 season that they did that one. It was awful,
1: right? Well, let me stick with hockey. How about how about uh, how about? And I'm I'm trying to remember the year. Uh, I want to say it would have been. Uh, let's see, the early '80s. How about the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, br- I think they were brownish with the uh, with the, the the orange and the yellow V coming down the yellow,
0: neck. Yeah, the, yeah, like that brownish orange. Yeah, that was from the '78 to the '84 uh-huh. season. There you go. That they had those jerseys and those pants that matched.
1: Are you kidding me? They actually wore those for six years?
0: They wore them for six years, from 78 to 84, I believe.
1: and You know, it's no wonder that they didn't have a very good team in those years. Nobody would come to the town to play there and and wear that thing. Let me ask you now, if
0: they have those jerseys now, is anybody stupid enough as a Vancouver Canucks fan to actually purchase that jersey?
1: Uh, You know something? I would just for the fun of it. As a I mean, program, that, yes, I would
0: do that. I would do the early 90s, Canucks, uh, you know, jersey, man. I'd probably get a Bury of that, but I wouldn't get, like, a Holenka one from that year of, uh, you know, 1979, 1980, man, with those. Oh, that was awful. That was awful, especially with the pants, because the pants had the V that matched with it.
1: Yes, yes, right.
0: Awful. All right, man, let's stick with hockey. I'm going to go with the alternate St. Louis Blues 95-96 jersey.
2: Okay.
0: Um, if you don't remember this one, this was the one where it had um, – uh the the horn on the front of it. Um and it was just pointed up towards like the player's head. Uh the colors were awful. There was music notes all over it. Three big yep. horns pointed yep. up from the waistline.
1: Probably one of the ugliest
0: jerseys I think I'll ever see, Mike.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. That uh that is that was that was really bad. I agree. I agree. And you know what? I didn't like the
0: ones that year anyway with the blue note and the
1: red and and you know what? What wasn't ugly, just wasn't
0: a good jersey, but that took the cake, that alternate.
1: And you know something I've always liked I've always liked the uh Saint Louis Blues ensemble. Yeah. You know, I like their color scheme. I like the color scheme. I like when they
0: went to the blue and yellow and they just had the blue and yellow, but when they mixed in that red when Gretzky was on the team back yeah. in the you know, you know, mid nineties there, and they had that that slant to the back where the numbers had to be slanted, too, or the one number was smaller than the second number if it was a double number.
1: Right, right.
0: Awful. Awful. But let me tell you, man, they 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 made some strides because I like their jerseys now. Love the color scheme.
1: How about the first year for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays?
0: Oh, God. Right?
1: Now, this was before they were actually the Rays. Yes. All right, because now they're just the Rays because I guess it's politically incorrect to refer to them as Devil Rays. I don't know what the – Deal is with that, but uh, if anybody remembers the first year of those, uh, their away unis were kind of a almost a, like a light blue, or, yes, or like a blue gray, a bluish light bluish gray. But the Tampa Bay logo, the words Tampa Bay or Devil, ray, were it's in a, co- it's devil Rays, it's a Devil Rays
0: with the Devil Ray under the uh, Stingray underneath it as like the underline of Rays. Right. Yeah, but
1: the color scheme on the logo itself on the name was kind of this uh rainbow type effect yes. of navy blue and then this kind of uh, turquoise and and it would it blended to yellow greenish light green and then yellow. Oh my
0: god. So it's basically the Miami Marlins ripped their logo off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just so like their color
0: scheme if you think about it.
1: Yeah, that's true. That actually is true. But uh uh those uniforms look like something from the 70s.
0: It was it was awful. It was awful, but well, then they, I mean, yeah, from... you know what? Your star player on that team that year was a player from the '70s, and Wade Boggs, so maybe that's where they were going with it. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. That's right. I remember when they uh,
0: did the whole? What is it? The expansion draft that they did, and uh, you know, they took Wade Boggs, and oh my God, Wade Boggs, and they had him, uh, you know, modeling the uniform. I just even back then, I shook my head. That was awful. Yeah,
1: but they, they, I mean, here, these these uniforms. You know, if you didn't know better, you would have thought it was a throwback. And yet, what's them a throwback to? Have, you know what? Have they
0: even done that with a throwback to the uh, you know the Rays now?
1: I guess they I think can't. That jersey at all is a throwback. I guess you can't. You're not allowed to use the word devil. Well, I mean
0: they could use that color scheme. They don't have to. You know, they could take devil out of it. <laughs> Stupid man.
1: I but you me. know, 70s and 80s uniforms. And uh, uh, Brandon put this one up on our uh, on our Facebook page, on the event page, and you brought it up as well. Jonathan sticking with baseball for a moment and that was the 19 I guess it would have been late 70s early 80s I remember it from the 1980 uh NLCS uh uh, the Astros uniforms and and people think that that is a really horrible look I gotta be honest with you I never found that one to be really all that distasteful
2: you
0: know it was a different time um I either did it wasn't bad, you know. Whoever designed the jersey, they knew how to use that color scheme to where they implemented it, in, in, you know, in a correct manner. They didn't do it in stupid lines. You know, you had the orange, the red, the yellow, the lines going right up to where it said Asho's. You had the big star in it. Right. It wasn't a bad jersey. I wouldn't mind having myself an Asho's jersey like that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, if there's anybody down in Houston listening to the show, uh, do they do they use these as throwbacks down there? Or do people buy these? Because I would bet they do. I've I've actually
0: seen people rocking those jerseys. I uh, it, who, who was it? Uh, not John Scott, man. The uh, the pitcher. Uh, actually, I believe it was John Scott, but I could be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. Whoever's uh, listening.
1: But I, yeah, but I've actually
0: seen people rocking that Astros jersey before walking around.
1: Yeah, I I I don't think they're a, I don't think they're horrible. I no. don't think they're a bad I, I, yeah. And like wow. I said, I, I remember it from the NLCS in uh, in 1980 because the Bills played against the Astros.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember from the eighty six with the Mets and, uh Astros, too. So
1: Oh were they still wearing them in eighty six?
0: Oh yeah, yeah they were. Yeah, they were. They had them all. I actually I think they were going back to them once in a while, but they the uh at that point I think they had the all white with the yellow lines on the uh the orange and yellow on the shoulders.
1: Okay. Down to the half sleeve. Okay.
0: So Um where we to go. I'll I'll
1: throw one more at you. So, do you remember do you remember the uh Cincinnati Reds tunics? I don't think I remember Th- that. They wore they wore what looked like a vest. It had no sleeves, but they would wear a short Yes, yes, I remember
0: that. that. I remember that.
1: I thought they were the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, that was in the 90s, wasn't it? Uh, want was like say, Sean Casey and everybody was on the team, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say late 80s going into the 90s, yeah. Yeah, right. okay, yeah,
0: I remember that, because that's when they were just wearing, like, the under uh, shirts or whatever, and right. that was sleeves of the vest or whatever.
1: Yeah, because wasn't Booney's wasn't Boonies son on that team?
0: Yes, he was. he was. One
1: of the Boons on that team. Yes,
0: he was on that team. Uh wasn't Aaron. Uh was yeah, Aaron Boone.
1: Brett or was it Aaron or Brett? Yeah, uh Brett was
0: with um Seattle at the time. Okay. Okay. So it was Aaron Boone, yeah. Awful stuff, may I tell you. Um let's go with the Detroit Pistons jerseys from nineteen ninety six when they did the whole redesign, Mike. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh
1: can't say I do go ahead.
0: That was with uh when they did the whole design of the pistons, the I and the T, or excuse me, the I and the S, and no, excuse me, both S's had a tailpipe coming down with fire coming out of it. Oh, God, yes. There was a horse on top of it that looked like the bishop of a chess piece.
1: Right. With the fire around it, but they had that teal blue. Right. Awful. I remember that one. Awful. I remember that one. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Awful. Not only that, I mean, just the color scheme of it all. I could have worked with that logo, but why would you go from such a nice blue to a teal blue? With orange and red in it,
1: yeah, yeah. So because it, it, it
0: bordered around the Jersey, so I don't
1: know. I'll stick with I'll stick with. Uh, uh, let, let's go back for a moment. Let's go back to the NCAA. Uh, and and I, John, I apologize. I don't know exactly what year, but uh, Syracuse Orange men football they took their they took their uh, nickname very very seriously one year. Uh, both top and bottom plus helmet were all orange with blue. Everything else was blue, blue trim, blue, uh, blue stripes down the legs, blue stripes over the shoulders, blue number. Absolutely horrible look. They look like they look like oranges running around on the field.
0: Yeah. Well, the funny part is, I remember having a a, a blue T shirt with the orange Syracuse symbol on it. So I remember them going with that blue at that
1: time. Yeah. Yep. I don't
0: remember the jerseys.
1: Well, it, it looks like the Mets threw up all over them.
0: <laughs> That's awful, man. <laughs> Why are you taking shots at me like that
1: for
0: me? Awful. All right, well, listen. You know what? I got to go a little newer, man. I got to go it over the last bunch of years. Seattle Seahawks, that neon green, when they first came out, and the the whole uniform was neon green. Yeah. With just that dark blue on the shoulders.
1: What the hell were they thinking? Yeah, well, when it was that way, yes. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The the ones they're currently wearing right now, uh, I don't find them as bad. No, I don't
0: find those a bad, but when they had guys like T.J. Hushmanzada and everything on the team when they first came out, and they had the blue sleeves, yeah. neon green chest and back.
1: Yes. Why the hell did they go with neon green? Did anybody ever hear about that? Yeah, I don't know what the thinking is there, and they've stuck with that, too. I, I don't know if that's some sort of – I don't know if there's some sort of uh, significance to that neon green, but they've they consistently stuck with that.
0: Well, the logo still doesn't have neon green in it.
1: But they have the neon green piping that goes over – Yeah. Our, right.
0: But does the Seattle Seahawks logo now, the actual bird, it's still just blue on silver blue. Yes. It, there There's no neon green implemented at all into their logo. But yet they have neon green in their uniform.
1: Yeah, if anybody's from the Seattle area, and you can explain that one to us.
0: Huh? You're from the Seattle area, and you can tell us what the hell what, – what's what's going on with the neon green in Seattle? 347-237-5373. Call in. Let us know what some of your ugly uniforms are. Absolutely. Cuz there's a lot of them, Mike.
1: They they really have been. It's unfortunate, but uh, I don't know what, you know. Ugh.
0: <laughs> I I would like to know where uh where some of these guys who designed these jerseys went. And one of the jerseys I like to know who designed is the 1996 NBA All-Star game, Mike. With okay. The, uh I don't know exactly what that was. If that was supposed to be a a, a pepper on it with a basketball, the at the end of the hot pepper was spinning the basketball.
1: 1996 NBA All Star.
0: NBA All Star. Yes, NBA All Star game. The letters. Uh, excuse me. The numbers were crooked on front and back. There was a hot pepper spinning the ball. I believe it was in San Antonio. That, oh,
1: okay. I see it. Yeah, I've got it up. I've got it up right now. Yeah, I
0: believe it was in uh, in uh, San Antonio that year. I could be wrong, but it's a,
1: Yeah, this again. This looks like something that was designed by a kindergartner.
0: Yeah, even the All Star Weekend logo.
1: Oh, and that's just a bad color. Yeah, that's a. I mean, it's like it's like a baby blue. Awful. It looks like North Carolina blue.
0: I I never once understood it. You know what? The game was at the Alamo Dome. I I don't know if it had something to do with some of the heritage down there, but uh, that that blue and the I don't know. I mean, the peppers I could see because of all the uh, me- you know, the great Mexican food down in San Antonio, but wow. I don't know what they were thinking, but let's get to a call real quick. We got somebody from the 646 area code. What's going on? Is that Big Joe? Yes, sir.
2: What's Big Joe from the Bronx. Hey, Joey. What's up, man? I just uh, i don't know if you guys – you guys probably covered the teams that uh the obvious with the uh, ugly uniforms, the old Denver Nuggets uniforms, the old Astros uniforms, and whatnot. Um, but I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but to me, as a Mets fan, and it pains me to say this, I think Jonathan knows where I'm going with this. 1999, the good old Mercury Mets uniforms.
0: Oh, oh my God. I remember those, man.
2: Oh, man. I mean, it was just one night, and I was at that game, and I believe Oral Hirschheiser started that game, and he looked mortified going out on the the pitcher's mound with that uniform on. And they even had, like, on the scoreboard in the Diamond Vision, they had, um, like, when Ricky Henderson would come up to the batter's box, they had his likeness, and he had like, like horns or something coming oh, out. Oh no, of his no, head. yeah, he had uh, he had Spock's ears. Yeah, yeah, oh, something like that. that. They, they yeah. Made him look like what the an hell was that like all about anyway?
0: I can't remember. What the hell was that whole Mercury stuff instead about? Of, instead,
2: instead of instead of turned back the clock night, it was turned turned ahead the clock night. So oh, they were like, I like the clock uni. Okay, okay. Yeah, and and I, as a Met fan, I'm a diehard Met fan, but that was the one day that I can truly, honestly say, as a Met fan, I wanted to just hide under a rock and never have my face <laughs> shown again as a Met fan. Oh. The, the it, first, it was a complete an, embarrassment.
0: There was barely any sleeves on the uniform. I remember uh, when uh, when uh, Piazza and Ventura and them were wearing it, they they were laughing nonstop. It was what the hell? I mean, at least the other teams implemented their own logo into it. This whole Mercury Mets thing, that 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 symbol that was on the uh, jersey.
2: I, I I'm not even gonna get into it. It was just awful. And, oh, uh, and I mean, they were actually selling it at Shea Stadium, and people were actually dumb enough to buy it. Oh my God. Because I've never seen anybody rock that ever. No, right. I've, I've seen a couple of people rock it. Because at the time I was working at the New York Mets clubhouse shop on Fifty Fourth Street in Manhattan. Yes. Before, and, huh? Yes. No. Go ahead. And yeah, no. So, uh, so we had those jerseys there, and <laughs> so I'm going record to tell you that I've rung people up personally that were buying that jersey, and I just, I, I was like, I even asked people, I'm like, why are you buying this? <laughs> this thing is beyond hideous.
0: <laughs> Did you buy anything Mercury Mets, Joe?
2: Really? You're going to ask me that?
0: Really? Yeah. Come on, man. Because if we come over to your house, are we going to find a Mercury Mets hat somewhere in your house? <laughs>
2: if you were to come over my apartment and completely rip it apart, you will not... The only thing you'll find with Mercury Mets is, like, any Mets publications I have that happen to have a photo of that jersey inside yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Awful. Well,
1: and the names the names ran sideways down the back next to their number. It just that... What, what I don't know who. What, I, this is what I'm saying. Whatever company that 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 designed these for the entire league, this was a hit and run. They were one and done. They did it and they got out and they're out of business. Well, I the jerseys
2: were made to... by Majestics. I don't know if they had anything to do with designing it, but they definitely
0: made them. Because I remember when uh, Jason Isringhausen was on the team in '99. His his name was too uh, his name was too long to fit the jersey, so they just put Izzy on the back of his jersey. Yep.
2: Yep, it was just a colossal fail on the Mets' part, and again, that's like, and the Mets have had their signature moments where you, as a Mets fan, you just want to hang your head and kind of walk the other (laughs) way. Yeah. That Mercury Mets moment is the pinnacle of those moments. Nothing, and I mean nothing, will ever top that moment. Yeah, I mean,
0: everybody in the organization was getting a laugh over it, so to them I think it was just one big joke, so...
2: Yeah, I mean, oh, it was a joke, right? <laughs>
0: uh, you know, uh, uh, on the Shadetron at the time. You know, yep, unbelievable, unbelievable, Joe.
2: Seriously, man, thanks yeah. for because I actually forgot about those. I think I wanted to like wipe my memory of that. I- I'm I'm sorry you had to refresh your memory with that because now you're gonna <laughs> have that eyesore in your head now. You know the the those jerseys and whatnot, but you know, again, they were ugly, they were hideous, and and they left me scarred as a Mets fan.
1: Uh, scarred. <laughs>
2: yes. I You know what? I appreciate sorry. you ruining my day, Joe. I'm uh, <laughs> sorry, Joe. That's, bro. Outstanding. that's really, outstanding.
0: Really good, Joe. All right, Joe, man. Thanks for calling in as always, buddy. We appreciate it, man.
2: Thanks, Joey. Anytime.
0: Yeah, man, that Mercury match thing, I totally forgot about that, Mike.
2: <laughs> that's, that's good.
0: Uh, that was just awful.
1: To think that there are fans out there that are scarred. By what their players wore. Even that, I think
0: that there are fans out that are actually bought that crap. Oh
1: uh, my god! Funny, funny stuff. Real quick, uh, because I know we got a couple other things we want to jump onto yet before yeah. we we finish up today. Uh, you know, it's a funny thing we're talking about um, uh, uniforms today. There was a comment made, uh, and as you know, I listen to a lot of uh, sports talk radio here in Philadelphia. There was a, a comment made yesterday uh, by one of the sports talk folks that I listen to here. Uh, made a comment about the Flyers' uniforms, okay. and uh, indicated that they they feel that the logo itself, you know, the flying P, the puck looks like a P and with the wings on it, uh, that it's old, archaic, outdated, needs to be needs to be modernized and amped up. What what's your thinking on that?
0: Nah, not at all. I think these to stay the way Uh stays. Uh, uh, honestly, it, you know, if you're gonna go and redesign the Philadelphia Flyers logo, you can't. <laughs> you just can't, seriously. And I'm a diehard Rangers fan. You just can't do it. I think I think if they were going to redesign the Flyers logo, they should have done it years ago. Now you can't do it.
1: They actually have tried on a few occasions. And they went right back to what they got. Exactly, because yeah. there was just too much of a demand for the tradition of the look. I agree. That You know what? That's like the Rangers
0: taking the Rangers going from shoulder to their left hip Taking that off the jersey and then just never having that again.
1: I agree with you. That that that's a classic look.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know what it is, man. It's it, you know what. Not many teams and not many leagues still have a lot of history inside their unis and their logos. And uh, listen, you know what? Boston has got to be the B
1: in the circle. All and right, the year be. that they the year that they went with the freaking bear on the on on the front that was a disaster in my opinion. Yeah, listen. It was a,
0: as an alternate jersey. It wasn't bad, but to go full time with it. Yep. That's when I have a problem with it, Mike.
1: I mean, Detroit with the wheel, with the wings, you gotta have that. You got to, man. You know what, man? Uh, you know what? Especially with the
0: original team, same thing with the Maple Leafs. You have to have the Maple Leaf on the front of the jersey. Yep. You just can never take that off. Yep, I agree. never take it off. Same thing with the Rangers. You gotta have the shield in some format, and they redesigned the Rangers shield because you know it it, it it changed width, it changed you know uh, you know height sometimes, but they always kept it the New York Rangers shield, mm-hmm. and that's the way it'll always stay. So, but I agree, man. They should not. Uh, do anything with the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, excuse me, Flyers logo.
1: There you go.
0: Better not. Stupid. Um, since we're talking hockey, let's stay with hockey, Mike. Yeah, you got it. Um, we're going to talk about last night's Flyers-Rangers game, but before we get to that, we have a little, uh, challenge going on, Mike. Yeah, we have a
1: little contest we're going over here. Between. We have a
0: little contest, here. we went from our football contest, which you slaughtered me at the end in,
1: <laughs> and now we're
0: doing... The Hat Trick Challenge on NHL.com, which you can go to hattrick.nhl.com. Every day they ask you three questions, Mike. Yep. Here are today's three questions, and then we'll give out our answers. You got it. Number one, which team will win tonight? Montreal Canadiens against the Ottawa Senators. Mike, okay. I have the Canadiens. Who did you pick?
1: I picked the Senators.
0: Okay, so there you go. We're split there. Number two, will Zach Parisi register at least one point as the Wild plays the Chicago Blackhawks tonight, Mike? Yes or no? I said yes. I said yes as well. Which team will win tonight between the Colorado Avalanche and the Vancouver Canucks? I have the as, Mike. I got Canucks. Good. All right. So there you go. So we got one question. So this is all we're gonna do. We're gonna do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during hockey season. We're gonna we're, we're gonna do this Hat Trick Challenge on NHL.com, and we'd like you guys to join in with us. Right. Go to Hat Trick.nhl.com. You register. It's free. Every day you got three questions. You answer the questions. If you get all three right, guess what? You got you a, hat a hat trick.
1: right got a hat trick, right. Now, I've done, it, I've done it for two days, all right? I've done it for uh, one day. And I got, I got a hat trick on my first day. I got all three correct. And last night, I only had one incorrect, so I didn't get the hat trick last night. But I did have two goals.
0: Okay. Well, I got one last night mine because that was the first time I did it, because you told me uh, two days too late. Right, right. Because uh, you wanted to get one up on me. So that hat trick <laughs>
1: doesn't start starts we're, today. We're, we're counting it from this point forward. Yes.
0: Starts today. So, uh... If everybody's listening, if you hear Mike talking about how he's got one up on me towards the end of the season, remember that uh, one doesn't count.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. And what's that URL again, so we can get our our listeners to jump in on it, Brad? Right?
0: At trick.nhl.com. Um, and eventually, we're gonna make a uh, you know what a Fan Junkies Radio League on there. So if I think in- that'd
1: be cool. I think that'd be real Twitch cool. League,
0: depending on how many we can have in the league, send uh, you know at an email over to us at info@fanjunkies.net, at and we'll try to get you in the league with us. There you go. So then we can do standings. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on Fan Junkies Radio.
1: There you go.
0: Well, let's talk about the game last night, Mike.
1: Yeah. A lot
0: of games last night, but we're going to talk about the Flyers and Rangers game. Why? Because I'm a Rangers fan. You're a Flyers fan. It just works out that way, and it seems better for us. Rangers won 2-1. to one. Yeah. So, that, there's a 3-3 three and three finally on the season. They're back at five hundred. Flyers are still 2-5. and five, Four in the, point. in the basement. In the basement. In the
1: basement. But what i got to really say is here, Bruce Golov
0: has been great for your Philadelphia Flyers,
1: Mike. Yeah, he has been uh okay, let me let me back it up. I'm not going to say great. He's been better than he was last year. So what he was last
0: year? He's playing great now. He's get, he listen, a goalie's job in the NHL is not only to save shots but it's to give your team the best chance to win a game. Yes. He's been doing that for the Flyers. Yes. Unfortunately, Flyers offense Flyers defense has been awful. Uh, I,
1: I, absolutely awful. Um you know we you had the chat room going last night over on fan junkies, and uh I jumped in there a little bit, and I made the comment at one point uh when you take a look at this uh the Rangers led in almost every single category yeah. they led in takeaways, they led in giveaways uh they led in hits, they led in in total shots they won they led really, and I think this was important, Jonathan. They led in face offs one.
0: Which has been huge because the Rangers have been awful on the face off so far this season.
1: And the Flyers were absolutely dreadful last night on the face off in the first two periods. Yeah. Absolutely horrible.
0: Yes, yeah, uh Giroux had uh eleven face offs won, but he lost twelve, Mike.
1: Yeah.
0: And we had uh Brad Richards won sixteen, lost eleven. Uh, Brian Boyle, 110, lost six.
1: Right. But the great
0: thing, Derek Stepan turning it around a little bit, looked really good last night. So did Carl Hagelin. Stepan was eight and one from the circle.
1: Right. Now you you suffered a, a, a potential loss sir, with uh, Callahan. What's the, You have an update on that? No update yet on Ryan
0: Callahan. Uh, what's going around though is that it looks like he does have a dislocated shoulder.
1: Oh, Ouch. So
0: depending on how how terrible the injury is. And what's going to happen? It could be anywhere from two games to two to four weeks to more. So, but he is going under uh, undergoing an MRI uh, later this afternoon, and then we should know about the extent of the injury, and uh, we'll announce it over on Ranger Nation at nyrnation.net, Nation dot net as well as on Twitter at nyrnation. Nation. So,
1: and how will that affect your Rangers? Do you believe
0: it's going to affect their identity big time? They right now they're having death problems. They don't really have anybody in. The AHL that could come up and replace a Ryan Callahan. Um, they tried to sign Jason Arnott last uh, last weekend, but they didn't deem him healthy enough to play, so that fell through. Right. Um. I don't yeah, know what's going right. to happen, Mike. Right. Right. I I, I don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. I know that the Carolina Hurricanes have uh, put Zach Boychuk, former first round pick, on waivers today. So the that's a you know that's an opportunity right there. Uh, I I don't think it'll happen. And
1: it's but, not a replacement for Callahan. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's not a replacement for Callahan, but you're going to have to get a guy in there that's going to try to score some goals at least set up some goals. Um no matter who you get, it's not a Ryan Callahan, Mike.
1: No, I agree. With Ryan you. Callahan
0: is a very special player in the NHL. Um every team would crave to have a Ryan Callahan on their team. You just don't replace that type of guy after he goes down. Yep. So
1: uh, with regard to just an a overall analysis of the Flyers, uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there. There's a couple of things that are really, really concerning, I think, to Flyers fans. Number one, their their special teams in uh, the power play and the penalty killing are absolutely horrible. Yes. Absolutely terrible. I already brought up the face-off situation. Uh, the Flyers right now are the most penalized team in the entire league. Yes. Uh, that shows a lack of discipline. Uh, th- th- that is not an issue, in my opinion that is in any way whatsoever a, a hangover from the lockout. That's just a lack of discipline, and I don't understand that when you've got a, a coach like uh, Peter Lobulette that, that they're being this undisciplined in getting that many penalties. But, you know, obviously your penalty-killing uh, squad is not going to be very good if they're constantly having to be out there on the ice.
0: Yeah, well, you only had three penalties last night.
1: Uh, yeah, last night was kind of a bit of an anomaly, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but really, when it comes right down to it, this team just seems to be missing a character. Mm. Um, and, and I'm going to I'm gonna name a character, and I think that that is a Yaramir Yager.
0: Well, I mean, you always have to have a guy like that. You know, I think the Rangers have those type of guys in you know in, in Gaberick and Richards and Nash, so they're lucky enough to have three outstanding veterans. Um, you know, signing Mike Knuble was, you know, a good start for Philly. Um, but where else are they going to go? Uh, I, I honestly think one of the things that they should do is um, – you know, because they're doing so poorly in the fantasy stuff, so they should look at Damon Lankow. You know, he's still out there as a free agent. Yeah. You know, Brickman, it's not going to hurt. Right. Uh, you know what? Even Jason Arnott. You know, uh, a, a lot of people are saying that he is healthy. He could play, but the Rangers didn't want to take the chance. Maybe the Florida's could do it.
1: Right, right.
0: Who knows? So there are some players out there, um, but you're right. They're going to have to make some changes.
1: Yeah. They're, they're just, they're, there's, a, there's something missing. Uh, you know, they certainly have talent. There's no doubt about it. They have a young team. Uh, the chemistry still doesn't seem to be quite there, uh, but you know, here's the thing that's I guess a little bit alarming to me, and I guess I think to a lot of other Flyers fans, uh, the, the the playing field is level. Everybody's come in with the same disadvantage. Yeah. You know, I I refuse to use the oh well, there there wasn't enough time to get ready for the season. That's nonsense. All the teams are in the same situation. So
0: agree. They are. They all are in the same situation. You know. But some others are really reaping the benefits of it. So.
1: Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know, I mean, you're,
0: you know what? You're the Sharks getting a five, six-game lead already over everybody. That's uh, going to be huge in a short season. So. Absolutely. All right, Mike. Well, there you go. That's the end of our ugliest uniforms in sports history show. <laughs> we had some fun here. You know, I wish we would have had a little bit more callers. But for the three callers that called today, thank you for doing that. Absolutely. As always, head over to net, Check Mike out. The Gang, Sidekick, Five Minutes to Friday House. Great videos, great content going up there. And fanjunkies.net, sports social networking at its best. Check it out. Sign up 100% free. And you got to see the Miss February contestants going on over there right now. we got some beautiful girls.
1: Oh, some Valentine's, huh? Oh, yeah, some
0: Valentine's ladies. So thank you all for listening once again to Fan Junkies Radio. We'll be back with you on Friday at yep. 12. So for Mike McShane, I'm Jonathan Ragus. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all Friday. See you Friday.